The left wing backs coverage of the Carlo Hurling Championships for 2023 is brought to you in association with Talbot Fitness, Brendan Cavanagh Furniture, Corcoran Precast Tanks, Milano's Takeaway Bidenstown, Connolly's Topline Hardware, PFT Travel, Ray Whelan Limited, Earth Spas, and the Arboretum Lachlan Bridge. Yes, a very good evening, folks. Welcome along once again to the Left Wing Back podcast. All of a sudden, we find ourselves building up to the County Hurling Finals in Netwatch Cullen Park next weekend. We're after having a weekend of mammoth semi-final action across junior, intermediate and senior. And we're going to go through all those games over the next hour or so. We're back live on Facebook and on YouTube. And you'll get us afterwards on Spotify and on Apple, where listenership has been absolutely Fantastic. And I just want to say thanks to all our sponsors and everyone who's been in touch in relation to the coverage so far this season. Uh, Joan Olin is out sick this evening. Uh, we do have Stephen Barmerick backstage. How are you getting on, Steve? Too bad, Kevin. We're, ke- we're catching you on the hop there. Are you, are you trying to get 10,000 steps in still, are you? <laughs> uh, give me a second there. Let's try different headphones now. Right, no bother. Well, while you're doing that, I'll bring in Podge Ryan here. He's here as well with us. Podge, evening, sir. How are you? How are you, Kev? You well? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. The last time we spoke, you were harboring hopes to get to a junior semi-final. And now, in Calavin 20 goals first year back, you're back in a final. You couldn't write this stuff. You must be delighted to be back there anyway. Ashurst, look, Kev, it's just magic. Like, you know, got to the semi-final there against Burn Rangers. And like, it was a cracking game. A cracking game, Harlan. And uh, look, we were lucky enough to come out to the right side of it, I suppose, you know. But, like, geez, even after the game there, like, you know, you're out in the field with the lads and it's just... Magic, like you know, it's hmm. it's unreal. Like you know, you're after putting in the hard work there all year, and you know, you're after getting your reward for it now. Like you know, it's uh, yeah. it's great. Like, like Sunday can't come quick enough. You know, yeah. I have to hold my hand up. I did miss the first half. Um, what do you call it? Met up, went up with an old friend or whatever, and um, found myself. Here's one for you now, right? Found myself up in St Pat's College. Right, where there is a hurling pitch, and I didn't really realize that because never been in around the back of St Pat's or whatever. Yeah, and. All of a sudden, the hurling pitch is kind of manufactured into an oval, and there's lots of lads going around. There's a jersey clash, there's a micro helmet, it's on a hurling pitch, there's lads throwing the ball, there's a bit of ground hurling. I don't know. I'm thinking to myself, is this hurling? Is this what hurling is supposed to be? I know there's a lot of throwing going on in the hurling at the minute, and then the clash of jerseys blew my mind altogether. So, lo and behold, I ended up at a cricket match instead of being at the first <laughs> half of your game. So, I'd like to offer my sincerest apologies for that. But I did get there for the second half, and Honestly, from the get-go, uh, I have to say, the first three scores of the second half in particular, I actually haven't jotted down there. Um, the chap in the middle of the field for Burn Rangers, quick chap. Uh, Jesus, can't think of his name. I can't Carl, Carl, Carl Healy. Healy. Yeah. That's the one, yeah. like He he tore off, got a fine score. Yeah. Mile Hickey got a great score as well. And then there was another one. The first three scores of the second half were unbelievable. Yeah. And the atmosphere in the place, it was absolutely hopping. What's been great to play? Ah, like every score, like the... Roars from out of stand, and like you know, Burn Rangers back rate support, beat back rate support. It was just, uh, it was a cracking semi final. I'd say it was a great game. It was a, an unreal game to play in. Say it was some game to look at, like you know. Yeah, yeah, no, it was class. And, and to be honest with you, the atmosphere there and the actual number of people there eclipsed a lot of the senior championship round robin games. Like it had that feel to it. It was, uh, 
Yeah, it was really, really enjoyable. And um, I've said this a few times on the podcast, Pod. Junior Hurling has changed an awful lot. It's not yeah. just turn up and play. The standard now has come on. The pace of the game has come on. And um, for you playing in it, I'd say you're fairly inaccurate again the full-time whistle goes. All right. <laughs> you know, once you got back to the dressing room, you were, you were still catching your breath and you were still sweating, you know. Um, but like you said, Kev, like, it's not like, it's not like you know, when we started playing, playing adult hurling, like junior hurling or intermediate hurling, whatever, you know, the serious work goes into it now. Like, it's not just look, getting to a county final now. Like, you know, you look at Burn Rangers there, the likes of, like Larkin Dial, like Dylan Townsend, um, like Billy Shanahan there, centre back, Connor Bulger, wing forward, like they're all cracking hurlers. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, it's not like you said, it's not a case of just oh, sure, did the match on there would bring our boots and our hurling, you know, turn up for it. Like, it's yeah, not, yeah, that's that's gone, like you know. Mm. And then you had the old fashioned junior tussle between Carmen McElligot and Richie Sinner, which I particularly enjoyed. And they could lumps out with each other. Richie got a couple of points, set up a couple of scores, and then Carmen left on his arse a few times. It was great, yeah, actually. That alone was great to look at. <laughs> yeah, they were, uh, they were slugging out there right, for the hour, to be fair. Um, but like that, like there was no dirt in or that, like it was just proper, proper. Oh, just so hard not, stuff. Yeah. yeah. hard stuff, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So look. In the end, what three points? I think was it two fifteen to one fifteen in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, like, uh, just to recap on the first half, which I did miss, of course, there was a bit of a turn in that game coming up towards half time, wasn't there? Yeah, um, we got a goal. Barry he got a goal from a free. Um, when he let the ball in, I'd say he's lame anyway. But I don't know if, if it was his ball, they got the touch to the net, like you know. But uh, we got the goal. We went a couple of points ahead, and then. Burn Rangers came back with about one, one, two, maybe one, three. And we went in then three points down at half time. And you know, you're kind of looking around then saying, Jesus, as we messed step up here a bit, like, you know. Um, thank God we did, like, sure. You know, McGill got the goal there half through the second half. And, you know, that, that turned the game then, like, you know. Yeah, it gave you that bit of. There um... a bit, like, you know. Yeah, it gave, gave a bit of momentum, like, it was, it was a bit of a hammer blow for Burn Rangers in, in many respects. And I suppose from their point of view, having been there so often, and got to that stage. I don't know that maybe a few demons creep in ever so slightly, but I mean, the thing we're forgetting about here is they were damn close to snatching it at the end. Billy Nolan gets the ball in on the square. Yeah. It was a bit of a Joe Sheridan effort. I think it was the correct decision, but any sort of contact on that ball at all, we could be yeah. looking at a different story here. Like. Uh, and mate, that was 30 seconds on at a time at that stage, you know. Um, mm. Look, that's the bit of luck you need as well to win these semi-finals, you know. Like you said, if you had got a Anyway, have a touch on it at all, you know, you'd be, you'd be talking to Billy Shannon here and, and not me, like, you know, that's just mm. how it is, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, thank God the luck was on our side this time, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's the the other score. I was actually going back. The, the easiest way sometimes to remember it again, rather than putting a note in, little WhatsApp group to myself, Joe and Steve, you're in. Just actually go a blow by blow account, and then when you're going back through it, it's in the WhatsApp group. Now, the problem is, we talk a lot of shite after the games before we go on air, so we're scrolling for a half an hour to go back. I, would, I wouldn't believe that. No way. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, the stuff you hear on air is watered down. Like. The stuff you hear on air is watered down. But the other score I was referring to at the start of the half there, uh, the start of the second half was Larkin Dyle's one. He'd pop one over the left shoulder, and then shortly after, pop one over the right shoulder. And like they're as good a score as you see, you see anywhere there. Um, the one after the left was a ridiculous angle. He was nearly on yeah. the end. Yeah. 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 The other stuff, I'm going back through it here. I have a note. Podge Ryan Free, Happy Gilmore run up. It served you well over the years. 
it's an interesting style, lad. Yeah, uh, it, a, it didn't really work. Saturday, near enough the end of the year, there's a couple of them went, went a bit straight, all right, but sure, look, everyone had their own routine, and sure, it's, it's, it's half working anyway, but stick with it, like you know. Yeah, yeah. Sixty percent of the time it works all the time. All the time, yeah. that's right. <laughs> yeah. Famous quote from a film there. Um, just another one there. Just one on the topic of free taking as I'm going down from my notes. You mentioned Dylan Townsend. Uh, his technique uh, is much different to yours, obviously. But yeah. he was very good on the freeze too. You mentioned him earlier, like the, the yeah. skill level that, that some of those guys have is is serious to be fair. Like and Jesus, this is gonna sound very disrespectful to Rangers, but it was an awful P that wasn't the final, you know, that like one EV guaranteed to go up. Because, like, it's all up in the laps of the gods now. Like, I mean, you know what you're facing next Sunday. It's great that you're there. Uh, but, like, for, like, say Rangers now in three finals and St. Mullins in three finals next week. It's mad stuff, like, isn't it? It's unreal. Like, I know you have to tip your cap to when it's Rangers and St. Mullins. Like, that's, that's some achievement there to get to the senior, intermediate, and junior. And the same for same for St. Mullins. Like, this, you know, you, you kind of, you're looking on a bit of envy sometimes at him, like, you know. Um, but... Like yeah, like a few people said that to me there uh after the game, like Jez the that wasn't the final, you know. Um you know, I said it myself as well. I said it to, <laughs> I said it a few lads from Border Rangers after the game, like but I mean, you know, if if results had went differently in the groups, you know, I could have easily been the final, but mm. um, but Jez it was a it was a cracking game, yeah. Yeah, really was now. Yeah. Um just a word on Rangers, I suppose, and the other semi-final. So they saw off Ballon Kill, and I think it was Wednesday night. It seems a good way to go on out at this stage. Um, a few experienced campaigners there. Uh, Mr. Eddie Cody, John Cody, just to name two off the top of the head. Graham Bulger, captain. Uh, his brother, Tommy, I think, and nearly certain it's his brother, Anya. There's a lad I would have heard about growing up, and he was a serious operator, as was the other brother, Brendan. Um, they seem to have guys there that, uh, like, they won't have any regard for... Uh, Carlo Hurdle next Sunday about Kildamundan he called one intermediate obviously you know they're out to win those three finals and they are going to be very very hard to beat aren't they oh absolutely like um, you know you're talking about like Eddie Cody there like John Cody centre forward you know Jesus that's you just have to look at their all of honour alone what they've won down through the years with Rangers like you know and serious stalwarts for the clubs like um, and like that's the bit of experience you don't need in finals so um, you know you can have your your young lads, your 17, 18 year old lads coming on there, but like when you have men like Eddie and, and John Cody, like it's it's a serious help to you, like you know. Mm-hmm. Stevie, I'll let you in here on this. Good evening to you, sir. You got started with your headphones and everything. What way are you? Okay, just the, the lights flickering up here. It's lost the part of the light and struck the house here, so if there's a, uh, any more problems, I'll be moving to somewhere else in the house. Um, yeah, Lucas. The junior final, like I said, I was looking at the Monster Rangers team there before I came up. Like they're, they've experienced Killing Griffin was centre back there on the games there, like you know, and I don't know if he's a son plan or an FU plan as well, possibly, but um it'll be an intriguing battle, like you know, the, the they'll want to win a junior hurling medal as much as Eddie or John won with Christy Rings or whoever the one with the county, every medal, every game they go, they'll be wanting to to Go up the steps of Dr. Cullen Park, bringing on lads like that's what that is like. Eddie's a selector with the with the seniors as well. So, um, you know, they're going to have a great weekend. You know, great weekends as in they'll be in the three finals and as I said, Sam Mulder in three as well. But uh, it's winning is it once you get to Dr. Cullen Park, 
winning is the thing, like, you know, it's a lonely place out in the middle of that field when you're looking up the steps. Mm-hmm. And someone else collecting the cup that you could have won yourself. Yeah, yeah. All all the better for you. Um, just thinking back there, um, like, in relation to finals in the years gone by, and Podge, I know I'm deviating slightly from, from junior now for a second, but, mm-hmm. like... Rangers St. Mullins finals uh, are something that we've become particularly accustomed to. And I'd be a, a fierce advocate for an underdog. Now, it was never really likely that the senior semis were going to go any other direction than than probably Rangers St. Mullins yesterday, uh, which is easy to say in hindsight, with Biden Sound being a pint up at half time, maybe they would have had a different mentality. But it was it was going to be a huge ask for, for the town and for Ballinkillen to, to win it yesterday. And I thought to myself going home, like, Jesus, the, the freshness was that a new team brings to it. And even from our point of view, planning for enough for the match and, and different things. We've seen St. Mullins and Rangers so often out through the years. You know, be, you know, they're black and blue from hitting each other. And we're black and blue from arguing over who's going to win the final and the, the predictability of the whole thing. So that's where I think, Podge, the point I'm getting at is the novelty of Calavantoni Gall being there next Sunday is is really special. It's a standout thing for me of everything next weekend. I just think it's incredible. Uh, like, like I said to you, Kevin, the last time I saw me, you know, like it was last November, I think they got the holiday off together, and then you know, you're there thinking, Jez, will we get to a semi final? And you know, lads are saying, sure, Jez, will you even have a team? And you know, we're kind of after proving a lot of people wrong in a way, at all. Like, you know, like the last time the club was together, they got to an intermediate final, um, you know, seven or eight, like in Rangers that time, like, um, so it's just nice now. It's now after coming full circle, we're back and we're back in a final again, like you know. So it's great, like even even there, you see there today, like the flags going up outside houses and yachts and signs going up, and like this for the whole week now. It's gonna be great buzz around the place, like you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And sure, look, that's what it's all about. When is the last time? I'm just trying to think. We're uh, <laughs> hope waters were in a final there not long ago, were they? Uh, yeah. Long ago, that? Uh, we got to a couple of intermediate finals there a couple of years ago. Um. Uh, the blue is better than one, and Banner Brandon better than the other. And mm. yeah, we're kind of we're getting the finals, but we're just not getting over the line. Is you know, yeah, but does, it, does it feel different though this time? Does it feel like is there a bit more of a novelty about because it's hurling? Like, ah, uh, yeah, like jazz, of course. Um, like you know, sure, we're training there every every week, like, and lads are coming out to the field, and like you know, there's just no real pressure or anything, like you know, it's just. Lads are just going out and hurling, and that's it. Like you know, and like that's all down to the, the management team as well. Like there, there's no stress or anything. Honest, they just said lads just go out and hurling and do your best. Like you know, and mm-hmm. hopefully now we can we can repay <laughs> repay the fate like a bit. Um, Sunday, like you know, <clears throat> absolutely. Well, look, all I can say is the very best. Look, Stephen, do you want to actually say anything to him? I know you missed out on Podge's appearance the last time. Podge's appearance is actually, and you're lightning. Um, it, your lightning strike on the house is kind of bookended Podge's appearances, I think. And uh, as you said, there's still after effects here. Um, Two miracles to one year. <laughs> <laughs> and look, sure, look, uh, um, uh, John Ryan is over him, and John Ryan, like, is as shrewd as hurling man as you will get. Um, I heard of John for a year or two with the county, and like, lads don't know John, like, Camogie hurling, he is. Mental about both sports, and I said, Mem up in Mount Leinster. There, he was with the puck father with, with the Indian Merlin today, and heard he was like a Baloba of in in, in Borough under 16 final there a couple of weeks ago as well. You know, to the one, so 
and she was captain, I think. So, you know, he, it's not by accident these, these things happen. Uh, look at, wish him the best of luck, and it's going to be a, a, a county final day playing before the big game. It used to be the minor game. We played an under-20 final last year, and just the atmosphere of playing in a county final day is brilliant, and it's not everyone gets to gets to appreciate that. But uh, best luck to Podge and, and all the Ryan clan down there. And um, uh, I know Podge, I didn't, I didn't get your text there till I was gone home of the Kildavan the last day, which is going to Slunigall to done. So uh, yeah. we'll put on hold for the next night. Well, sure, if you're, if you're around Sunday evening or next Monday morning, <laughs> I'm, on la- I'm on late Sunday. Yeah, we that might work out. <laughs> Sorry, sure sure get a, a pint of carling, are you still? <laughs> 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 yeah. Hey, Podge, the very best look. Thanks for jumping on with us. All right. Oh, man. Hey, Juan. Talk Thanks, you, man. Man. See you, Podge. Good old friend of the podcast and great to see Clavin Tony Gall in the final. The best look to Rangers and Clavin Tony Gall. I never actually asked them what way the jerseys are going to work out. Someone's going to be in a chain strip. I'd imagine, or else it could be actually like that cricket game I was at the other day. It could be both wearing white. Normally, know what's going on. Um, the other game on Saturday evening that I was at, and I'll come to you on the Junior Shield stuff, Stevie, in a moment, was the intermediate semi-final between Navon and St. Mullins. Now, Navon kind of hit the ground running at the start here. Um, young Declan Nolan got in for a goal. They looked like... I was looking down through Navon's team, and I, I don't mean to cause any disrespect. Navon's intermediate team, on paper, didn't look a whole pile worse than, than the senior team for some games this year. And uh, it's a big thing to put out, and I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for it. But there was some serious names listed among it. Like, you look through the spine of the team. You had Michal Mullins, you had Shane Kavanagh up top, Aina Kavanagh, Kevin Foley was there, Martin Clowery was there. All these boys are not flat tires. And then nippy young lads like, you know, Declan Nolan has mentioned, young King Quark. Um, yeah, look, it was it was a right good contest, in fairness. Uh, St. Mullins on the opposite side, Kieran Harris wasn't listed to start, but he did start. I was very impressed by him. He got around the place. Very, very nippy. Um, I don't know much about him. You do you know much about this chap? But... No, I don't actually. No, no, th- I can't say I do. No, I was at the match Friday night. Um, mm. with with um, buying some gales and Mr. Rangers and yeah, it could have went either way in one way, but then Rangers, Mr. Rangers finished off very strong. I think they hit six or seven. They could have hit six in a row near the end of it. Like you're talking about experience. Lads are going to be playing senior. Like. You make him a long centre back at two absolutely outrageous points. Start second half, end the second half. Uh, you know, there's lads there, you know, and, and that intermediate the standard intermediate has improved so much. And so only when we went back into it four or five years ago, and you see the standard of player is in it, like, you know, it's you know, and, and that has a knock-on effect in, you know, like uh, it's a fair achievement for any of these teams are playing their second team in the in the intermediate grade, like now, Breed played their intermediate or second team in the intermediate final. I'd say it was about 98 or 9, I could be wrong with the year, 97 possibly against Calavan's first team. And was the most disappointed, no, it was only a little spectator, probably the most disappointed I've ever been coming over with Dr. Hull Park in my life, bar a match that I was actually playing in. It was a humdinger of a game, and Kildavan won by a pint or two points. It was absolutely savage game of hurling. And that's 20 freaking five years ago. Now, like, you know, you're looking at Shane Cavan, like, needs no introduction. Even young Kyle Foley's in the goal there, like, he's a mm. savage goalie, savage soccer goalie. Um, you know, Sam Mullins, Oshin Ryan, I know he got, he's probably going to miss the final, he got a red card. You know, lads like that were, 
just to walk on to Quarrelaw senior teams, you know, and, and uh, you know, there's players on the way up, players on the way down, you know, and it's the likes of Edward Cody, Shane having the these boys, like what players learn off of these boys must be, you know, there should be sponges for learning beside these boys, you know, what way they play the game, you know, just, you know, and the role models for for any 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 young lad growing up. Yeah, for sure. You mentioned Shane Cavanagh there. So the, the just the normal time, Martin Murphy came on for Sam Mullins and knocked over two, two fine scores and looked like, right, Sam Mullins are winning this. And then Shane Cavanagh pops up from way downtown, as the fella said, and landed one like it just made it look so simple, you know, into the into the what do you call it, into the blues end, we'll say. But he was probably, I'm going to say, between he's on 65 and halfway on the run, never broke stride, and I had another few yards on it. It was just, you know, man, man of the moment stuff. But um, Sam Mullins obviously enough then to push on and, and get themselves through to the final. But that's, yeah, that's going to be that's going to be a good contest as well. There's some great players on both sets there, like, and again, a testament to. Getting to, to three finals, like it's just nuts stuff altogether to be able to do that, like and to have hurlers down through the ranks that are that are of relative standard to, to the grade and could possibly be pushing to play obviously on a higher grade. And if they're in another club, definitely playing on a higher grade. That's just the scale and the depth of the, the talent that that they have, I guess. So um before we actually probably look at that final, Nair Breed obviously took on Nave One in that junior shield semi-final. Uh, St. Mullins over on the other side against Carlotown. St. Mullins is a comfortable enough when I think over Carlotown, but um, you obviously saw your own one there with with Nave One. How did that How did that pan out in terms of the way the game unfolded? Yeah, it was a fairly well, probably a fairly strong breeze the first half. It was eight points to three at half time to us. Um, so probably got stayed around four points, five points from us, and end up six in it. Um, Goal chances, PJ Hockney cleared one off the line, start the second half for us. Um trying to think at the other end, I don't think Jamie Hogan had managed well he had yeah, the first half, Jesse Clark was unlucky. Uh he had a shot cleared off the line as well, actually, by uh, he landed the shinner the knee, so door you know, when the goal is beaten, he's left to get over the line. So the second half, it ended up taking fourteen points to eight. Um, you know, and you probably you're looking at the uh, Nave Owen would have lost Ben Nolan it said probably the week before that he'd be very good very good minor from last year would have been went up to the intermediate you know, I don't know whether he played in that or not but you know so you're, you're at that trying to balance an act as well so we you know you're you're, you're making sure like, and this year like, that's the eighth game everybody's played in the junior like that is that's three years hurling than any other junior hmm. realistic for anyone no I, I, I can't say everyone anyone has played in every game. Uh, Keenan Brennan possibly I'm not sure or a couple more, but um you know, fair play. This the said to be shield competition it was and here we are now and it's gonna be played in Dr. Cullen Park and, and it's great for to be lads playing there, definitely will have lads next Sunday Saturday playing and they're wanted playing there before. I yeah. put the house on that one and lads might think it's a a, a big achievement around whether you're twenty one or thirty one or forty one playing there but every time you go out to play on your county grounds you should appreciate it because mm. um, you know it's like playing in Crow Park a lot of games are played in Crow Park that don't need to be possibly played in Crow Park you know first rounds of Leinster's in football and things like that 15,000 or 20,000 or two games uh, I'm not saying if they earned the right to be in Dr. Cullen Park either but um, it's appreciate when you do get in there you know and, and make the most of it and yeah, if you, if you win all the better so 
Um, yeah. That's at three o'clock Saturday, so um, clashing with the start of the Premiership, which we're going to go on, anyway. Yeah, that's the Holy Oliver. You're right about Dr. Cullen, and obviously my <laughs> my serious GA career probably ended a little bit prematurely or whatever, but it had cute the violins. But anyway, uh, the amount of games I got to play in Dr. Cullen was limited as well. You know, like, there was a lot of games pretty senior and and stuff played outside Dr. Cullen, and there was also a rarity for Lockton Bridge to get into Dr. Cullen, even for a knockout game. It just, just didn't really happen as such like, so... Uh, I would definitely echo those thoughts. The amount of times you get in there are scarce, and the amount of times you get in there in county final weekend, regardless of what final it is, is scarce as well. So, like you know, you have to you have to make a count. These senior semi finals. So, um, you you're now a stand man, as I came to understand yesterday. So, in through the door, signed the book, and as the the poem went years ago, two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and I hooked the one less travelled by. But that was the, the case for you because you went to the stand, which. I didn't think you ever really did unless you were doing commentary, but that's the way things are now, Stevie. You're a terrorist man no more. Um, so I didn't get chatting to you during the game as such. I was I was with Joe at it there, um, or during the two games, I should say. Like, the first game for me felt like proper championship hurling. I, I, you know, I was saying, geez, that felt like a right good championship game. Second one didn't, and I suppose on that basis, I came home feeling a little bit deflated with the amount of games of championship standard. Now, I will say one thing. Every game St. Wollens have played, I would say this year, has been a championship performance, irrespective of who they come up against, which is a fair a fair good thing to be able to say about a team that no matter what level the opposition is at, they maintain their high standards. And that was quite impressive. You know, Rangers, for the most part, have been like that as well. But maybe just quickly before we go into the meet and drink of the two of them, your generous synopsis of both. Yes, the first half like, was brilliant now. It was actual... Championship hurling. Kevin Mack gave a performance in the first half yesterday, like from play balls and from play. It was just, uh, and this was against Bangerson, who went in leading by a point. Mm. He was just in a different, you would say, a different gravy. But the Lord, he was just, uh, you know, you, you you pay top dollar to look at. And, and Bangerson were playing in most positions, were getting on well enough. You know, Dimmer Burns playing full back there. Now, you know, you can not say you can keep a full back out of the game, but you're trying to go around him around the D, getting scores, wherever like Paddy McDonald looked down just the first five or ten minutes balls and into him in space. Didn't much go into him after. Um, Craig Dyle might have only got scores and freeze, but like he, he nailed some savage scores and freeze. He got fouled for freeze as well. Set up, um, score. yeah. up scores. Um, JP Tracy hit a couple of points the first half. You know, th- you you, were, you didn't wish you didn't want the first half to end. You were looking at how going, you know, the penalty then just before half time. Like I thought, um, I thought in real time, no, Kieran Cavan. I took a good few steps before he, he he got fouled, and um, you know, Paul Calder's penalty is a penalty, and that's it. And the the Andrew Townsend brilliant save, like the, you know, it was like lads me say, a nice height for a goalie. It's going to fit and quite speed, and it's on his wrong side as well, you know, and. Uh, just saying, uh, I, I'm guessing he was at he was at Casey's wedding on, on Saturday as well. His his first cousin, who generally plays cornerback, I'm married to Tara Rain. Best luck to them. Yeah. You know, well, you know, a lot of boys would have been at it, say, and you know, uh, we've all been at at that stage of the year where you've been at weddings where you know you you have to have manners. I haven't. It's not manners. You're just you're you're playing a match at county semi final the next day. So, you know, you have, you can't be acting the maggot and. Um, 
But you know, it was the Darren Olin, I think, since he went centre back. Like he has, he took a sideline court in the first half about the between about the forty five and sixty five, and he just he drove at seventy rm years. I said to Jared Island, he got the one below on the forty five. I said, Jared, there's a fair chance this is going to go over the bar. I'm sure it sailed. It was like a straight down the fairway. Like it would have went over the bar from I'd say he's on sixty five the way he hit it. Like you know, so half time in the was a ten nine. They were pint up. Um, you know, I'm just looking at the second half. Kevin Mack, Kevin Mack. There was the first six scores were all freeze second half. Um, and then it was 13, 12, 14, 12. Um, Styler had a chance. He went through. He went to flick off the ball to Jack, I think, was it? There was probably three or four. More or Andrew lads hanging yeah. out. Hmm. Um, I forget what stage that exactly was now. But, you know, they probably needed a goal. Then, of course, they were born hits a pint from... You know, hundred meters. That wasn't the, that was that that made it a three point game, and he, I'd say he hit every bang this one out in the way back in just to remind them what was after happening. And that was a you know it scores you that. There, I think the, did the breeze pick up though? I, I didn't notice as much in the first half. Did it pick up from the start of the game? I don't no, know. To I, be honest, no. it's it's very hard to say. Obviously, it changed for the second game because we had a fall rain and that too. But yeah, they were born to score. You're right. Like the distance was. Like they were born as hell to do that anyway, but just need a win. Like there's no not not yeah. that. Kevin McDonald was cutting balls. Like Frank's puck outs the first half. That's the way he hits him anyway. Cuts him into the wind. You know he doesn't have him tailing. You know dropping for five minutes. Um. So whether there's a wind there or not, that's the way he hits the puck outs. And um, you know the, the they got the spread of scores. John Nolan, like you think he's doing that next minute. Hits two points in the last five minutes. Fake Fitzpatrick did two points there in a minute between him and um. You know they just Gradually wore down Bagnestown and um, 2015, I think it was, was a 215 to 115 or something last year, 216, 115. Mm. You, you, you'll need goals to beat Mullins Rangers or Sam Mullins and you can't be conceding them. And looking for Ernest Bagnestown, tick the box, we're not conceding one. Um, but, you know, just didn't go over the line. Um, mm. You know, the, the, the last five, eight minutes, the injury time of that league with the Sending offs in that league, like you know, it was you know, the the, the first sending offs that Betty Scally and Mark McDonald came from Evan Keeley had a ball, he sent it on whether the ball had gone over his hand when the ref blew because it was a head injury, you know, for possession free on the two boys got the raw then, like you know, and it just kind of set set in motion what happened then shortly after. Well, it wasn't it was about six or seven minutes after, you know, just mm, it was brewing, it was brewing, yeah. Unfortunately, you know, and that's yeah. That's what the report in the Nash is to probably be like, you know, the sending offs or nothing about the first half where we had 30 minutes of absolute ding dong mm-hmm. battles everywhere. Like, it was uh, Bagasone earmarked everyone, everyone was marking a certain player, say Owen Dolan was marking Kieran Kavanagh, um, uh, you know, etc. etc. Whoever you know, had a number, you stuck with him, wherever he went, you went with him. So you know, you're, you're trying to look out these at the start of the game, and then like Chris was quite enough, but still he scored. Had to get, I think, one medal from play. Anthony Corcoran was unbelievable. You know, and that's, yeah, and like that's like I would have said going in. Context, if, like, just like to put context now, and I want to talk a bit more about Rangers in a second. Like Alfie did a fair job on his hamstring the week beforehand, and in many cases, probably had no right to be playing yesterday. And I saw him out doing the war with Texu. Uh, I couldn't catch him initially because he was wearing a bib obviously on the far side over on the stand side and then you you nabbed him and 
obviously there was a, a nice bit of um, decoration hanging off the, the hamstring to, to keep it together. But like the task that he had, I mean, in the in the in the full of your health to come up against Chris Nolan is a serious task. And to be honest, it wasn't until maybe coming into the last quarter, Chris picked off a nice point. Like, if you're told beforehand that you're going to keep Chris Nolan a point or two, you'd be thinking, and, and no goal surrenders, you're probably going to win the game. And then all of a sudden, they just have this knack of other guys stepping up when you need to. You mentioned John Nolan rattling off the two points there. Kieran Cavanagh getting his point or whatever. Dermot Bourne from downtown. Kev McDonald coming in. Like, they just have that knack while you're doing a lot of hurling and, um, and putting yourself out and all that. They're just keeping the score we're taking over. And I saw it in the group game between the two as well. Every time Bandersong got a goal, Rangers back with a point. You know, they're just... It's very hard to phase them, Stevie, isn't it? That's the credit you have to probably give to Rangers. Like. Yeah, and like it started, Neil Bulger was on Eddie Bourne. And like, you know, he was in his face and were to go. I think that's the way we're going to be. That's the way it's going to be. Eddie Bourne got no score. Um, Don Murphy got... Did Don get one point? Maybe got, you think he got one point, yeah. Dean Tobin got taken off at halftime. John Nolan only got the two points in the last 10 minutes but you know the the, the work rate of uh, just you know JP Tracy's probably you know he's been in and out with injuries and I'd say yesterday probably the first full game he's played in a long time you know and he hit two points the first half probably quite enough the second half but it's just the they're like Kieran Kavanagh got two points he's close to me one where he's, he's the He's a ficker, like Horse Lawler and Gannon in the football to draw a free when he sticks up that hurl. He's able to, he got one free there yesterday. You're waiting for that to happen. I don't know how he does it, but he's able to pull it off nearly it's every been game. Me before by someone. I won't, I won't name names, but it's it's definitely something that he has a knack for doing. Yeah. 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 And like it's, it's like Kevin McDonald, the other six frees, but like I don't think he wanted them. Why did he? I don't know. He, he, like that's the. If Kevin Mack misses two or three of them the first half, Bangus will win four or five points up. Mm. You know, different yeah. game. Michael you know, Dyle possibly. Well, in fairness, Michael like, Dyle is back. Yeah, like, I mean, he's only guy. What's Jay Dyle got? Six or seven goals in the championship? Yeah. Check like, out two points the first half, I think. Yeah. And then kind of went out of the game for whatever reason, you know. And like another day when Styler pops in the ball, maybe that's a different outcome, you know. Um, yeah, it was. Sure, look, it was, it was a ding-donger. I mean, the red cards, as I said, you could see it, Bruin. I, I could I could understand Bidenstown's frustrations in the first half with, with some of the stuff. Like, and I know it's it's, it's all whatever relative, but I could understand maybe they were frustrated um, on a couple of occasions and maybe not free, not getting freeze and stuff. And in the earlier part of the second half, maybe they got a few where you could maybe make the opposite argument. But, um, yeah, just Eddie Scali properly lost on the line. Properly lost on the line. Um, I didn't know who the player was until you actually mentioned it there. I think you said it was Mark McDonald or whatever. Jack McCullough had to go, plain and simple. Uh, Robbie Kane's one, I don't know. Um, <laughs> people said he made no attempt to play the ball. But then 10 years ago, it's probably a free out. You've probably got landed with a few of them in your time, have you? <laughs> yeah, well, I've been making sure Neil Warren could be between me and him. Uh, if it was going to, like, and I've seen, like, Tom McCullough keeping Neil Martin underneath him, brought off some absolutely savage saves and the, Intermediate game, and I remember one ball he came for, and by God, I tell you, he took whoever was full back for the town, and and uh, the one the Rangers full forward, the whole yoke over, and uh, yeah, no, Robbie, know it's said, I thought, I thought, you know, it was one on one. It looked, it didn't look like he played a whole lot of the ball. No, I, I don't think. Um, but uh, look, at the way it ended up, but like the, you know, they're they're. 
Like Jamie Clark was on a few balls first half. Didn't you know? You're looking at the likes of Jamie. These boys are playing catch up with the. They'll have missed the world of hurling with um, county commitments with football, and you know you need everything to go right. Then when it only hit five wides, um, range is about six or seven. Um, so like generally the first like the first half they hit two wides and everything nearly stuck. You know that the any chance they got the the you know they were, they were hitting a good percentage of them. It's just that uh, like Ted Joyce commands the sub then. You know he had been playing. He like he was stand out in the first couple of games. Has been injured since. Like and you know will he yeah, start next Sunday? I'm glad you brought. I was going to bring up this point. What they brought on. Sorry, and I let you move on. And Ted Joyce, Paul Cody, Tony Lauder. I forget another one. I think. But what they're Paul bringing Cody, in. Evan Keely, Evan Keely as well. Like you know. He, Look at what they're bringing in. Like. Yeah, it, that's the thing. Like it's not. You're trying to finish with a strong team. As well, and balance the books that you're in the game. And you know, I've had this discussion last year with Tin Ryland and John Murphy, and Roger's not starting the county final, and that was their plans. And that's the way you know, that's you know, and we're not privy to what you know, management's uh plans are with every team, but they're, you're trying to balance that. And uh, you know, and then you have Fig Fitzpatrick, John Noll, and all chipping in points in, in two or three minutes as well, and a boost off the bench as well. It might be the lads off the bench who want to score, but they're. They're maybe making the, the bullets for other ways to to get the scores for him. Yeah, yeah. So look, I did say to Joe, the 60-minute mark, there was six points in it. And I said, I can't see Vangelstone getting two goals, but I think they might have two red cards. And lo and behold, it might have taken 68 minutes or whatever, but, but it happened. And sure, look, frustrations, it, it, it can happen, I suppose. Um, The second game then, the rain came... Ballinkiller went 3 2 up, and then what did it end up? Is it 12 3 at half time? Yeah. Um, yeah like, like, it must the be, rain it was. The, it must be said from the get go, unless not so recorded. Like, Ballinkiller just lost the discipline altogether in the second half. And again, I know they were disappointed with a couple of decisions in the first half that probably didn't go their way. And again, I get that. I kind of understand that. But in the second half, it was a complete meltdown. Like, to finish with 11 players, it's not. It isn't good enough, like do you know what I mean? It's it's just not good enough, and it's not a good look. Um, maybe I'm being a bit harsh on them now, but there's other ways and means, like, and that's not a nice way to to go down, in my opinion. Um, don't know what your take on it is. Well, sure, you know, the dog came in the last ten minutes. It came in from the fifty, I don't know what the fifty first to the fifty second minute. I think was the first one. Mm. Um, was Mark Foley the first? I'm not sure. He was on a second. He was on a yellow. And... I think Carwood Long might have been the first. Um, so what happened? Obviously, just to paint the picture, I don't have the clips now, but there was something said to Carwood Lomox. And Carwood Lomox, now, this is not the whole Sunday game bullshit that, that I don't um, particularly agree with in saying he's not that type of player. If you do the act, you get caught, you're gone. End of story, right? But he's obviously said something to him when he's turned around and just flaked across and it was spotted. It's a red card. Um, Mark Foley, yes, you're right, two yellows. Um, Sean Murphy, two yellows. Now, the second yellow Sean Murphy got, was that for throwing away Jerry Cody's hurl? Or... Yeah, yeah, it was, because he threw it well. Like, he just he got a good throw on it, too. Like, uh, um, and, like, it was probably the linesman, I'm guessing Pod was in that, so he was, I can't remember. Um, yeah, he was, because he had a word with Pod after it. He wasn't, he wasn't pleased with Pod at all. Again, the, the player was gone. Yeah, but like he was on the yellow. 
you know, if you're caught, you're gone, and that's it. And like, I wife had lads sent off this year in three games, and that's like there've been isolated incidents. And you're saying, look, you know, nothing you can do, and it's just a bit. And you look at it. And I said the Nationals read four and offs and for the first game, you know, you know, it is what it is. It's just, it's a pity to end the year that way. I know that like, the result was gone the way it was, and as I said, saw or lose, or whatever, that would be the cliche you're looking at. And, um, but like, you're, you're, you're trying to balance the tool like that. If the ball is there, you can get a tackle wrong, you yell like hard, right, fair enough. But some of them were, you know, they were, you know, they're just, look, the last borderline. one, Parry Hines is no, no complaints there. That's it's red all along. It's, you know, it's just a pity that it's a pity the way that's 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 the whole the way the whole thing ended up like from from both Bidenstone and Ballin Killing's kind of point of view like that. You know, there's more in them. You know what I mean? There's there's they're, they're better than that. Like, they're better than that from a discipline point of view, and they're better than that from a hurling point of view, in my opinion. And again, I'll say what I said at the outset. It was unlikely that I suppose we're going to have a Ballin Killing Bidenstone final, but like it's. You know, there was, there was a lot going on in the terrace, I should say, as well. Like, it, it would be remiss of me to to ignore that. There was lots of, uh, uh, I suppose, what do you want to call it? Shite between Ballinkillen and St. Mullen supporters on the terrace over and back. You know, I got heat on a few occasions. And, like, uh, without blowing it out of portion altogether, like, you know, people crying like, and stuff about something maybe happening, maybe kicking off. Like, and, uh a bit of banter on the terrace is no harm, but you don't want to see Anton boiling over to to that extent either. I suppose, like, and look, supporters are passionate; they want their they want their side to win at the end of the day. But um, no, there was like, jeez, uh, there was a bit of a nastiness to, to how the, the afternoon unfolded. I think in general, like you know, yeah, well, I've been on the terrace before now, and I'm, I'm not shrinking violet, and I got in trouble myself. I'll be honest, um, you just get carried away. And I done it one day, and another day I got in trouble, and I hold my hand up. It wasn't my fault, and uh, lad lost the head with me. And look, I was put to bed, and ended that, you know. And you know, it, it does happen. And you know, you go home and you be saying, "Oh, what me after doing?" Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're ringing someone to apologise. Something's after happening, and you have to say, "Put your hand up." I was above order in the story. And we hoping they wouldn't do it again. And you know, that's the thing. Um yeah, look just a pity. It was a fucking snowball effect, mm. you know, with 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 the with the sending offs because you know you have a couple of them on yellow cards and you know and you know, Jamie Wall got a yellow card in the first half, and that's be saying just Jamie can Jamie carry a yellow card and Jamie didn't meet that himself and say, you know, just he 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 didn't get a second one, but looking you know, us it's a pity the way it ended up and you know we're we were talking about, uh, was it, I think, the 10th final between the two now in, in 14 or 16th, well, 17 years. I think it's 5-4 to the 5-4 to my Leinster Rangers. Well, sure now. before I even go to that, and it's a great it's a great statistic, and like that, that it's mad. The, the car journey on the way home is when all this shit comes to your brain. If you're going in the car somewhere, you know, unfortunately, it's illegal to, to text or be on the phone. Um, while you're driving, but for me, that's where most of the the stats come into my head, or some sort of an idea come into the head, or whatever. And I was thinking yesterday, like when was the last time someone other than Rangers and St Mullins won it? And sure, obviously ourselves in in 08. But then to go back further, like it's 04 was the last time there was a final without one of them in it. Which uh, you know, if that doesn't illustrate dominance, I I don't know what does. But just back to St Mullins yesterday, um, like. 
again, they go 3-2 down. They, they blast on. They concede a goal, you know, in the second half. Craig Waller brings Ballon Killing back to within six. But then they burst on again. I think it was 1-4-13 at that point. What did it finish? 20 to 1... 20 to... 20 to 1-7. 7 I think it was. Yeah, again, like, think, you the, know... The rat nature, um, different guys stepping up, Stevie. Like, Paddy Boland probably hadn't his finest afternoon. Um, Dion did a good job on him, I suppose. And Owen Kavanagh, I think, was on him for a little while, too. But then you've got the others. Like, James Dyle. If we're talking about Kevin McDonald in one breath... We have to talk about James Dyle in the same breath. He was absolutely outstanding, I thought, yesterday, Stevie. Yeah, nine seconds score. Did John Dyle get one? I said in three seconds a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. You know, straight from the throwing. Most gets a point, then it's 2 0, and you're getting worried already. But in fairness, Ballon Killing went back up three points. Kieran Whelan got one. Mark Foley was desperate and looking. You had a shot now when I was looking at it, and I thought it would the bar, but there was no shout in the world of God from anyone in the stand. It must just went out the top of the post. And they got the same chance it's about two minutes later and nailed it straight between the posts. Shane Kelly hit one from the far side, 3 2. And they, then at that stage, no, the way it wasn't as he hurled there for about 10 or 15 minutes at that stage in the first half of what rain was falling. And uh, it was like, you know, it ended up went from 3 2 to, to conceded 9 10 in a row, I think. But like, most hits oh, another eleven points. I think was it. Uh, you know that eleven points a game, ten points a game, eight frees, two from play. Kieran Whelan, you know, you're, you're still looking at that. We're forgetting these things as well. Like you know, Kieran Whelan's only back from injury, hmm. and like lads, look at he scored four points, he got one from play. I think maybe in two frees in the sideline. Oh, you don't just no matter how good a hurler you are, you can't just magic a performance. You'd be great if you could, but like you'd be hoping he can stay fit for next year for both Logan County. The likes of Shane Kelly, these lads, young lads are coming up from minor, you know, and I've said it before, it's mental. The lads have to play in their 18th year, have to play a senior, mm. or, you know, first grade hurling. We had it as well with Shane Kerman, Tig O'Neill. Like, look, they're good enough. The age doesn't come into it, lads, I suggest, but. Uh, it's his mad tool, like you know, you're 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 coming in against experienced players, and you know the the hurling party you might be actually safer than the football in one way because you're you know physically slip a hurling your hand, but the football is more man on man with carrying the ball and more hits, I suppose. If you're coming all minor into that, but um, yeah, look, James Dyle, he is just breaks out tackles, and the scene. But one of the games a couple of weeks ago, I can't remember, he was at the stand side. Someone came to, I wouldn't say the wound, but came, came to him the shoulder over the sideline. They just hopped off him and he turned out the ball and never flinched. He just, you know, he he's, his strength running, you know, he just, and then like he's had to pick off two or three points, four points a game. You know, and Paddy Bowen doesn't get a score. Just needed hit two, got a waffle belt there just before the, the, one to send an off. It was a at first the ball was there, and it was and it wasn't blown to free. But after a blood injury, he's hitting two or three points. He'll cracker from the stand side there, and the, you know he he's he's hitting two or three. Eddie Dyle is coming on. He's hitting one or two every game. He comes on as well. Seamus Murphy don't he got one, but you know they're they're going along well. It's going to be interesting because they're going to win his favourites and. Mm. It's not too often or every year they went in his favourites against Mullinster Rangers. It's happened the other way around where Mullinster Rangers went in his favourites and some Mullins have turned the tables on him. So um, it'll be interesting to see from that point of view. You know, county fines are 
they're they're a different baby and like they've been in an up and bottom. So will there be someone random will st- stick their head over the pack and be a game winner that hasn't been stand out so far this year? Just nearly two six in the final last year. You know, it'll be, he he was the game winner in two finals. Basically, um, will it be a Donna Murphy? Dropping out there, Steve. Whatever. Who will yeah, it be? No, that's the intriguing part. You've got different angles of it for, you know, just, sorry. Um, probably the first county final for Donna Murphy. You know, these lads, a couple of them are going to, uh, first time actually starting the county final, let's say, as well. So that brings a little bit of extra intrigue into a John Daly, because I don't think John Daly will score yesterday, probably quite enough. By his standards this year, um, but one he would have said one's backs and looking at him there, Tua Shea's and Michael Walsh. Michael Walsh was centre back last year. Paddy Hall centre back now. Walsh's corner back there. The Tua Shea's like they're they're all big physical athletic men that are doing a job and the they're, they're hurling well as well as blocking out a direct opponent. So like you know, we we'll have to look at the. The different things, not not Paul Dale, John Dorn, the lads, Kevin Kyoh, the Harold, you know, seasoned campaigners. These are, you know, Doshes or young men on the on the way up, and the, you know, it was I think one of them was in the county panel this year. Or am I mixing? Wi-Fi is after dropping out a couple of times on us. So what, what I'll do there just while you're recuperating is I'll run out for the fixtures once right, more. We get a quick forward on it. But, uh, so yeah, the, on Sunday, the junior final, 2 o'clock, Ronald Surrenders versus Lavin Honeygall. 4 o'clock, you have the senior final between Ronald Surrenders and St. Mullins. And then back on Saturday, 5 o'clock, Network's Cullen Park, the intermediate final between Ronald Surrenders and St. Mullins. And before the 3, you have that junior shield final between St. Mullins and Nave Breed. So that's the light land. In terms of fixtures, so yeah, I think I think you're back with us now. It just broke up on us there, whatever, whatever going on. But uh, I think Stevie, like it's it's going to be. Um, they're always you always think they're going to be crackers. Um, I don't think we ever envisaged what had kind of happened in 2021, where Rangers just put on a Jesus virtuoso performance. It was it was incredible. Like what changes in literally space of 24 months? You know, in terms of. We're now talking about St Mullins as the as the favourites. Obviously, they've been very very good this year, as we know. Um, Stevie Wonder can see that. But what makes this different this time? What is it? Is it just literally that it's a one-off game? Um, you know, where have St Mullins kind of come on a bit? Is it Connor Keogh and Bowling getting another couple of years into them? Is it Eamon O'Shea coming into the fall? Is it Paddy O'Shea with another couple of years again under the belt? Um, what what is it that makes St Mullins now um, a bit more favourable or a bit more a bit more likely probably going into this final in comparison to a couple of years ago maybe against Rangers? You know all the names there that are like Conor Kyle had four points in play yesterday. He, he pops into space there, you know, unknown to obviously Laddie's marking unfortunately for Laddie's marking, but that's that's no accident either because. There's there's things going on with the field where I mean, the James Dale or someone has come through the ball or most and someone has to go out to him and he's peeling off and like I've been looking at Sunday now Eddie Bourne um quite enough this year 
you know, because they turn it back at net there, and it's Christy Heffernan, and he too, all in finals. You don't know, like, there'll be, as I said, m more often than not, Mounts Ranch have been a favourite going in, whether it be strong favourite or just about favourites or whatever. And, but the games can change. Was it Jer Cody was sent off one year and the one, someone still won it? Was it Jer was sent off in the first quarter of over 20 minutes? Um, there's a, there's, that's, that's one thing actually. There, you know, there's, there's things will happen uh, that, you know, you're, you, you can only control what you can control. But there's more that probably someone's less playing consistently well. But then, Jesus, I wouldn't be having. Like Fickers Patchett has been quite enough in patches, but he got into the game as it went on yesterday. He'll be trying to run and put that like a middle third there is going to be. You know, young Tim Brennan there as well. Will he start to be his first county final? Let's say if he starts. Um the matchups then do do Sam Mullins do the same as Bagnestone, give Paul Dale, Chris Nolan. It will Paul Dale's not going to go off the edge of the square. Some let's goes out, Chris Nolan goes out, he's going to be some let's man marking him or you know, these are things we'll be looking at. Who will be up mouse? You know, do you just say he's going to get three or four from play anyway and keep your own your own game plan in, 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 in your own hands rather than... Uh, back to the other night, there was a sweeper like in the intermediate game with one of the Rangers and Bangus from keep hitting the ball into Michael Malone. In the first half, he nearly had a pen in his arm, hit the note, you know, and that, that's... Jimmy Wallace just texting me there, you know, and I said, it'd be all right if he doesn't land at the door here after me. Uh, I know he, he the first place he is jazz of behaving myself. It's uh, for once is in brackets, maybe, but he, yeah. you know, the, you're looking at the subs coming in then as well. You know, Seamus Murphy, um, Eddie Doyle, good for scores. The other end, he's not too shy either. Evan Keeley, Paul Cotton, we're going to be the team the start yesterday. Mm. Um, Ted Joyce, he was stand up player in the first two games, got injured. I think it's against Bangladesh. You know, if, you'd know yesterday he had that match sharpness when he came on, but he's a quarter strike going forward. If he gets the ball in his hand first time, he gets it up. He'll be a quarter handful going forward next Sunday. Mm. Um, so you're, you're 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 trying to look for something different from our end of where we're looking at from a neutral point of view of what's going to happen. You know, you'll have the the junior friends on before, so Eddie Cody is a selector in that, or is a player, sorry, he's a selector in the second. I think Christy Keeley is over the juniors, am I right? I'm not sure. You know, uh, he was the night we played him blown in the Super Bowl anyway. Um, so, you'll have you'll have that bit of a distraction in one way for Eddie Cody. You know, he's going to be playing his contract, his match, and then, you know, right, he, he'll, that match takes us on, where that goes against uh Kildavan, he'll be tuning in then straight away. And you know, there's so much going on this weekend with the with the matches and the double headers and the boys been in three finals and that next week it's all gone, it's all over. You know, you're in one way, you know, you're the, the footballers are waiting as well, and you know that that's the discussion has been had often as well. That you're you're the whole thing is five or six weeks is over, then it's into the football, and it's five or six weeks of that. But like at the moment the hurling is the Next Sunday decides everything, and then who who was the winners of the club championship plan? Or is that job being made? I presume it's been made. I as I don't know off the top of my head. Being true, yeah. I don't have it at hand. Um, so look, all it's eleventh of November. I think the weekend of eleventh of November. I think is the first round of that. I just yeah, see the back of one of the problems yesterday, which is a fair gap for the winner. But like it is, but sure, look, we there was a vote in place, and the vote laid the way it was. Yeah. And 
look, that's that's where we're at now. There's no more we can do about it. It was a good discussion about it actually on the bank yesterday. And uh, while we're on that, actually, um, the two hickeys were in close proximity. I see John's down for the intermediate final Saturday and Davis down for the senior final on Sunday. So I'd like to wish the best luck to the hickeys and to all our officials this weekend also on the stewards. Um, Jared Isle, fantastic job as, as PRO. Pat Ahern with his photographs. I mean, it's been a huge asset to the website, leftwingback.com. I met Pat and I said thanks to him a few weeks back. But again, just while Ron air, I'd like to thank him you know, for, for the use of the photos or whatever. And there's loads available to purchase on patterhornphotography.com there too. Like, county final day special, it's it's savage. It really is savage. Like, um, Yes, a part of me would, would like uh, a different team in the final, but there's also a part of me that knows it's going to be an absolute cracker. And the whole weekend is is going to be great. Um, In terms of in terms of prediction, I suppose I, I better get it from you. I'll put my colours to the mask first. Um... Senior, I'll start with senior. I, I think Randall might pull the rug from underneath them. Um, just have a sneaky feeling that they might pull the rug from underneath them. Randall's might. Um, intermediate, St. Mullins, Junior, Calabin, Tony Gall, Shield, abstaining <laughs> for obvious reasons. Uh, yourself, just before we wrap it up. I, all on former manager, giving St. Mullins a slight now, but. Just that all goes out the window for county final day. I go slight. Someone's be a point. Could be a draw. Could it be extra time? I don't know. We haven't had extra time in the way. Was it extra time? Is it a replay? Probably uh, a replay. Is it, there's a week of a gap there, maybe. I don't know. Um, I hope it's not like that night where I may or may not have got caught with the extra time. Um, we won't say much more about that, but an Abercrombie was ordered and extra time kind of got in the way. So we'll, we'll say no more. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I go a half a pint a pint by Simons, but like I'm, I'm waiting for you know someone that hasn't been sent out the Eddie Burns or this world, someone like that, like that. You know, as I said, it could stick to in the net there, and the whole lock is up in his arse already, and you don't know what's going to happen. But um, the intermediate, um, so I haven't seen enough. I, I see my Lester Evans the other night, now the two boulders were good, and Parry Cavanaugh in the game opened up a bit. Um, someone's the Ocean Nine's gonna be fierce loss. Um, just I don't know, like the, the spread of scores probably look, there was still a lot of scores got when Ocean Nine was gone off. So, um, someone's might win that. Hopefully, they don't get a treble though. We haven't won on Saturday as well. Um, but like, I, 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 I'd say that the intermediate game as well, you know, the if if the likes of the two bulgers, Ben and Brad Bulger and Harry Cabinet get ball a bit and a bit of room, they can they can be a serious problem for Sam Mullins. I go by Sam Mullins, but I haven't seen him playing under on when he going in form up to now. Um the junior final, um seen both of them. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be intriguing because you have the experience of the boys as we mentioned earlier already and John Cody, Killian Griffin who is playing Owen Finland off corner forward, he's he's nailed points all day from freeze and play if he gets enough of it, and the Bulgers as well. You're looking at Kildavin, the Hickeys, Niall Murphy, Richie Sinnott, Podge. Um, it's going to be two inexperienced again, experience on county final day. Um, I'd possibly give Kildavin a slight nod, but she has again. I, 
the three of these they could be they might be six points between the three games mm. you don't know um just mentioned Kevin there, there was a girl played um international hurling last week uh wheelchair hurling I actually seen this in holidays and uh I seen the name Melanie Griffith now Melanie Griffith to me was married to Don Johnson or is possibly still married to Don Johnson she's the American actress but uh, actually, Carlo was down beside the girl's name, and I had to look it up. And when I seen who it was, I know who she is. She's a she's a Garth Griffith's daughter from Paulstone, um, and she was paralysed in an accident this time last year um, in motorbike racing over. I think could be in England. Uh, no, Kevin, you're looking at me like uh, four heads here. I didn't say this before the the podcast. I, I completely forgot about it. Um, but she was paralysed in an accident. Last, uh, I think it was around last July, 12 months. So she's literally only a year uh, getting the grips of this, and um, she's captain, captain, she's vice captain. It looks to me a men's and a women's team together. Um, uh, Jared Isle actually has a, could have uh, retweeted there today on, on the Carlo GA website. But um, she was a, she played basketball with Lachlan, um, she played rugby with Tolo, but she was motor. Cross racing was her go-to. She she's like she's after Sean. Like if you ever felt sorry for getting out of bed in the morning, this girl is after. I, I, I do anyone go to follow her story there if you can and wish her the best of luck. But she's after in in one year she's after you know she's after getting back up and uh, getting on with life and you know it's it's, it's uh, you know we we. You think of her problems, and Francis girl had a problem, and she's after turning around to an advantage. She's probably going to end up, I'd say, in a Paralympics team or something for Ireland in some sport. I'd be amazed if she doesn't because she's she's a brilliant athlete before this happened, and she's going to be a better athlete again. This is over. So, as I said, sorry for catching catching in the hop there, Kevin. Know what you made no, her up no, there. No, you're grand. You're grand, and we wish the very best there on on that front as well. Uh, last word, Komogi Championship action. I think tomorrow night is a full. Round of fixtures there as well. Um, I think near Breeder play and Ballinkillen anyway. I'm not quite sure off the top of my head, but they're up on the Komogi website or the Komogi Facebook page. You get the full round of fixtures on that there. That's in the in the take of it, as the fella said. So that's where we leave it. Um, we want to wish the very best luck to everyone, as you said, involved in the county finals this weekend, be it players, management, um, stewards, officials, everyone that makes the, the weekend what it is. So that's where we leave it. Stevie, thanks for your company as always. We thank Pod Ryan, who was along with us earlier as well. And thanks to everyone who tuned in here this evening as well. So we'll chat to you there after the county finals. The left wing backs coverage of the Carlo Hurling Championships for 2023 is brought to you in association with Talbot Fitness, Brendan Cabinet Furniture, Corcoran Precast Tanks, Milano's Takeaway Bagnestown, Connolly's Topline Hardware, PFT Travel, Ray Whelan Limited, Earth Spas and the Arboretum Lachlan Bridge.